Good morning, and welcome to Coffee and Jesus. I'm your host, Jael, coming to you from Texas. Today, I want to talk to you about having faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's a very popular verse in the Bible. And But what does it really mean? Well, let me give you some examples of when you have faith and you don't even realize it. When you call the Uber driver and you get into his or her car, you're having faith that they know how to drive, that they have insurance, and that they're going to take you to where you're going and that they're not some crazy serial killer, right? You have faith in the pilot on the airplane, whom you don't know. You have faith in the captain on the cruise ship, who you do not know. You have faith in the bus driver who you do not know. You have faith in the school district, the school system, the principals, the teachers with your child who you really don't know. So you see, you practice faith all the time. So why is it so difficult to have faith in God, your creator and the creator of the universe? How can we increase our faith? You know, to me, in order to have faith in someone, there has to be a relationship. And this is why when Jesus died on the cross for us, it wasn't about the religion that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, all the legalism that they tried to cram down everybody's throat. It wasn't about that. He was trying to establish a relationship so that he could be the mediator between you and God the Father. When you have a relationship with someone that you truly trust and you truly love, there's intimacy. There's intimacy. Now, I don't mean sexual intimacy. I mean the kind of intimacy where you know that you know that you know in your heart of hearts that this person is there for you and they really love you. You try to understand them and they try to understand you. They have your back and you have theirs. You encourage one another. You love one another. You praise one another. That's the kind of intimacy I'm talking about where you can just be in each other's presence and that's enough. My pastor, Pastor Ethan Fisher, of Gateway Houston puts it like this. Intimacy is HBO. H for hearing God, B for for believing his word, and O for obeying him. Now that's a sermon all by itself. But if you want to check that out, then you can come on down to Houston to Gateway Houston and meet Pastor Ethan and Elaine Fisher yourself, and they'll explain it a lot better than I just did. So moving on, let's move forward in how we can increase our faith and really dig into this concept of faith because it is the root of Christianity. Well, first you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you develop your faith. Then you have to make the word of God, your social media. 
because many of us, myself included, I, you know, guys, I admit it. I love Facebook. It is a platform for me to spread the gospel. Lots of people have been saved through the things that I post. And then then finally private messaging me and asking me to pray with them the prayer of salvation or or we meet up or they come to a class or a Bible study that I'm teaching or a conference that I'm at, something. So it's been a really good platform for me. But I have to be careful because social media is not always the truth. And it certainly is not the final authority. There's a lot of uh, Facebook preachers. And they aren't always right, just like televangelists aren't always right. And so we have to make sure that we make God's word, the Bible, the final authority for our lives. That is the gauge. That is the compass. And once you really understand that God's word is true and it's infallible, then you have to constantly read it. You have to constantly fill yourself with the word, feed on the word. Matthew 4, 4 says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So just like your body needs food, your spirit needs food. And your food has to come from the word of God. Now, I realize that some of you are unbelievers or new believers and, you know, you're like, well, I don't understand the Bible. I don't get it. Find a version that you can understand. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because your minister, your preacher, your pastor is going to teach from a Bible that is, um, how can I put this, biblically correct as far as um, the history, being able to translate it back to Jewish roots, um, the Hebrew language, etc. We have lots of translations and versions, excuse me, that are not literal translations. Okay, and so that's why I'm saying it's okay for now as a beginner if you get one of those, what I call fluffy ones, so that it makes more sense to you. But at some point, you've got to dig down deep and get to the to the real meat of it. But your pastor will, will preach it the right way if they're a God-fearing Bible-teaching preacher. Anyway, you've got to meditate on the Word. You have to take time out yourself to read the Bible. You cannot rely on your pastor to teach you everything. Do you know how many chapters and verses and words are, are in the Bible? Well, it's a lot. <laughs> okay. And so you have a responsibility to do some work on your own. It's just like if you were in a college class and the professor, he has a master's degree in whatever he's teaching, right? And he's giving you all this information, but he also gave you a book. Come on, somebody. He gave you a book that you had to read on your own. So that you can better understand it yourself. Because he's not just going to sit up there and read the whole book to you. That's ridiculous. What's the point? He's bringing out the key points 
And the most important point, the things that you probably will have trouble understanding on your own. But he's expecting you to go back and read that chapter and answer those questions and memorize those concepts. Same thing with church, okay? So you have to meditate on the word yourself and begin to apply it to your life. Act on the word. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only. So this is where you're going to start feeling the heat from the enemy. He doesn't care if you go to church. He's in there too. I hate to tell you that, but he is. He's in there running amok, trying to cause division, distracting you. What he cares about is once you start applying the word, then he's got to then he's got to fight you. Then he's in the ring because he's like, oh no, I thought she was just gonna be one of those Sunday Christians or Easter Christians or Christmas Christians. Oh no, this girl is applying the word and now she's telling other people she must be stopped. This is when you have got to have the word of God in your heart and be prayed up because he's coming for you. You know, when we have our devotional time and we read the word of God, it's really important for us to praise God, to love on God, to worship God, to thank God, and not just make it a a Christmas Santa wish list. He's not an elf. He's not a magician. He's God. And he knows what you need before you even ask. And, you know, he loves that you ask. But that's not all that prayer is about. He just wants you to say, you know what, Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I'm going through some junk right now, but I still love you. I still believe. I still have faith. So let me leave you with some verses that you can read on your own to help you understand faith a little more. Hebrews 11, 1. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 talks about how faith leads to salvation. Isaiah 55, 8, 9 talks about how that faith means that you trust God's ways. 1 Corinthians 1, 9 talks about God's faithfulness. Um, Some examples of faith are in Hebrews 11, I believe the whole chapter And then the power of faith, we have uh, 1 Peter's 1, 5 and Matthew 21, verses 21 through 22. Excuse me again. So I hope that you've learned something new about faith and that you fully surrender your understanding for God's omniscience and omnipotence because when you fully surrender in your intimate relationship with the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to be your GPS you will have faith you won't even worry about it when he tries to reroute you or he says proceed to the root you're off track baby girl you're off track 
you're not even going to question it. You're just going to say, yes, sir. Yes, daddy. Because why? You have faith. Be blessed.